Hello and welcome into the Locked on Wolves podcast. We are live following another blowout loss by the Timberwolves, this time at the hands of the Phoenix Suns. Marty Gellner of Bally Sports North joins the show to break it all down. We're going to do that here next. The Locked on Wolves postcast starts now. You are Locked on Wolves postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. This is the live postcast following the Wolves' loss to the Suns. Marty Gellner of Bally Sports North is with us to talk through this one. And uh, I kind of want to start big picture, Marty. This game felt a lot like Monday's blowout loss to the Knicks. The Timberwolves have now been blown out. I, I think it's fair to just say straight blown out in three of their last four games. The one that wasn't a blowout was the win over the Rockets and they've lost by nine points or more in five of their last six games that they've played. Um, I, like that there wasn't a whole lot different about this one. It just was kind of more of the same and it's, it's starting to uh, not starting. It's continuing to be extremely frustrating. Yes. Uh, unfortunately you are correct, Ben. And I think, uh, a theme has been the big deficits because if you just look at the final score of this game tonight, you're like, Oh, 12 points. Dang. You know, uh, were we right there? And, uh, the, the reality is the wolves were down 27 at mm-hmm. one point and we were looking at the losses. The only loss that the wolves had, and there've been seven of them, there's only one, and that was to Utah, where the Wolves were not down big. And I mean 18 or more. Mm-hmm. That's in six of their seven losses. This was the third biggest deficit they faced this season. And I guess, what what do we take from that? The fact that the, the team just isn't handling adversity very well or not able to really stop the bleeding things spiral out of control quickly. I don't, I mean, name, name your cliche. All of them seem to be true, but isn't that stunning? One loss. And that was to Utah. The biggest deficit was seven. After that, they've all been between 18 and 32 points. And we're three weeks into the season. Yep. Well, and, and it's, there really is a lack of, um, well, there's a lack of a lot of things, but to your point, the resiliency, I mean, it's like they have to get down 25 plus before there is any sense of resiliency. It's it's, we talked about this again, Monday. It's, I feel like a broken record. I, I, you know, joke, I could use my same notes for Monday, but it was adversity, right? In this game, it was the wolves were actually ahead. I think by a point when Carl Anthony Towns picked up his third foul of the game early in the first quarter. And it was, it was actually the first two fouls against him were legitimate calls. The third one wasn't a great call. I don't think, but it was Towns third foul. He was out of the game. Rudy Gobert had to come back in. He ends up picking his third foul and the wolves got punched in the mouth and they didn't respond. Um, and I mean, again, they had an early lead. They were in it. They were down, you know, it was a basically a three, four possession game for most of the second quarter, but they never were really able to get any closer and then kind of ended the first half. And that spilled into the third quarter. It was kind of more of the same when it came to just kind of lackadaisical defense, um, I mean, I, I thought defensive effort in this one, if we're going to call it one thing, I think that was the biggest thing was defensive effort, missed rotations. Uh, when they played zone defense, there was just miscommunications, completely dropped assignments. Um, I, like, that's what it felt like. But again, I think it goes back to failing to to have the capability to respond to adversity. Yeah, that seems to be the common theme. 
And it's hard to really describe what's going on right now with the Timberwolves because it's not a it's not a Rudy Gobert issue. It's not a well they made this trade and so they just they can't figure out how to fit this guy in. That is not the problem. That is not what's going on with this team. It's different guys in different situations. It's it's defense. It's too much daylight between you and the guy you're defending. That is something that Chris Finch pointed out again tonight. The first thing he talked about was turnovers, the 32 points off of turnovers. After the, we talked on Monday, the Knicks had 25 at halftime, finished with 27. But, I mean, it was just stunning. And then you think that it sinks in or the, the message is received, the lesson is learned, whatever it is. And then the same thing happens two nights later. So it's, it's not a, wow, they just they can't figure out how to play with two bigs. That ain't it. Yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. And that's, that's, um, I think lack of chemistry on offense in general, which obviously that's a, a big part of that. Like we have to, and we have acknowledged it, but it's not when one of cat or Rudy was on the floor in this game, which happened a little bit, like, it's not like the offense was any better. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's not strictly the introducing Rudy Gobert thing at this point, it's almost contagious, similar to when a team, I mean, you know, it's contagious made three pointers are contagious. Missed three pointers are contagious. Lack of effort is contagious. Lack of attention to detail is contagious. And we're seeing that. I think you mentioned turnovers, live ball turnovers were a huge issue in this game. The points off turnovers. Cause if you, again, if you just look at the box score, you'd say, Oh, okay. They did turn it over 19 times, which isn't good, but it was worse than that because so many of them were live ball turnovers. It wasn't yeah. travels and stepping out of bounds. It was throwing the ball away in part due to a lack of chemistry in part due to sloppy play. Um, but it just led the Suns don't play at that fast of a pace. They're one of the league's slowest teams so far this season in terms of overall pace. Um, but they have personnel that can get out in the open floor and run. And if you're going to hand them the ball, you know, effectively in the middle of the court, of course, they're going to go down and get an easy dunk or layup in transition. And, and that was a huge part of the Suns scoring 69 points by halftime and 101 points with two minutes left in the third quarter and 129 in a 48 minute game. Um, the live ball turnovers were a huge part of that. Well, you are a huge downer tonight, Ben. Jeez. Um, yeah, I'm. No. I'm the only one. Speaking, I'm sure. I know. You know. You are speaking <laughs> the truth, and it's it's hard to hear because none of us wanted this, and none of us, I don't think, saw it coming. But it's funny how the you're right. Phoenix is not a big pace team yet. Tonight played fast because that's kind of what the Wolves gave them on Monday night. The Knicks are not a big three point shooting team yet. They were on Monday because that's just kind of what the Wolves gave them. So um, things need to change. They need to change in a hurry. And um, I'm, I'm not sure about the, the urgency because we heard from, after the game tonight, Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels, both inside the Timberwolves locker room, and both were still very optimistic and it's early and we know what we're capable of and nobody in here is panicking. And to some extent, that is important. Like, okay, perspective, and you don't want to just everybody freak out. That's that's really not solving any problems. But another part of it is like, well, you better be shook up. You better be starting to freak out because this is getting late in a hurry if we're not seeing improvements. And I guess somewhere in the middle is probably where you should live. And maybe it's just not something they want to tell the media. Maybe they don't want to say those things with all the recorders and microphones and cameras in front of their faces. But 
hopefully internally it's being talked about with a lot more urgency than they're letting the public know. Yeah, absolutely. That makes, I mean, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, let's talk about our friends. Our title sponsors of today's show is actually our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out, check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash that's linkedin.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. A huge part of this game was uh, the lack of having not having Nas Reed available. He was out due to illness in this game. Um, and with the foul trouble, the bench rotation looked a little bit different. We saw smaller lineups uh, more frequently, especially early in the game. Um, and it didn't really work. Nate Knight saw some limited minutes in the second quarter. Uh, but, you know... It felt like it was time to see some different lineups and, and see Chris Finch get a little bit more creative. I don't I didn't really see anything that stood out as I mean, not that we can really take a whole lot from parts of this game, but um that was part of the issue in the second quarter was just new lineup combinations, playing small, you know, against the Suns team that they're a little bit shorthanded, but DeAndre Ayton was available. It just felt like the right they couldn't quite push the right buttons in terms of the rotation, especially with no Nas Reed available. Yeah, and that Nas one was surprising, too, because he was not on the injury list, and it wasn't until we were into the game. It was in the first quarter. I think we got um, a text from the Timberwolves media relations department just saying Nas Reed would not be available because of illness. And Austin Rivers was ruled out. He was on the injury report. Same right. thing, though. There's this sickness that's that's going through the team. So, um, yeah, now, now you're really scrambling and without a lot of notice on the Nas Reed situa situation. And of all the nights, too, of all the nights for him to not be available, it's the night Carl and Rudy both pick up three fouls in the first quarter, which, by the way, each of those guys ended with four. They have three fouls in the first quarter. Carl's with four and a half minutes left, Rudy with two and a half minutes left. And they only picked up one each the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, let's talk about something a little bit more positive. I think we can round this out on a little bit of a, a better note. Jade McDaniels played a really good game and he probably was, I would say by far the Wolves best player on the court in this game. Jalen Noel had some good moments in the first half. He actually finished with seven turnovers though, but he was a shot in the arm in the first half. Jade McDaniels really played a solid all around game. He had 24 points, eight rebounds, three assists in 38 minutes and uh, didn't actually pick up a foul until the fourth quarter, which you know, after following out in what 17, 18 minutes on Monday and, and chronically that being an issue for him, he was really good in this game. I was impressed with Jaden McDaniels. Yep. And I think that's important to point out the fouling part too, Ben, because that has been what has kept him off of the court the most. And the thing that has, um, it's caused him such frustration when he doesn't get a call and then he quick fouls out of frustration and it just kills him because he doesn't have those to give. So for him to not be in foul trouble tonight and for him to have the, the jump that he had offensively, the production that he had offensively, 24 was a career high for Jaden. And he'd been a guy who just came out of the shoot, game one, boom, like 19, I want to say, 19 points and just looked, why he's going to be great. And then he was just kind of really quiet. From that point on, if you get a one good game in there, maybe another one 20 point game. Other yeah. than that, McDaniels has been 
really quiet. So absolutely, 24 tonight with low foul issues was a very important step in the right direction for Jaden McDaniels. Good positive yeah. note, Ben. Yeah, I, I, thought that, those. I thought that was a good one to end on. And and I mean, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully there's more than that moving forward. But I mean, like, yeah, oh, Jaden was was easily the best player on the floor. It was great to see. And now uh, Friday night, the Wolves have to go to Memphis. And who knows, maybe going on the road will be a good thing. Um, you know, Target Center, I, I think, has been rough the last few games and understandably so, given the team's performance. So maybe getting out on the road, getting a change of scenery and and. Uh, I guess the next couple games against some pretty stiff competition that could end up being a good thing. So of course we go live after every single Timberwolves game, Marnie and myself do on the lockdown sports, Minnesota YouTube channel. Then this feed will get posted on the lockdown wolves feed or this audio sheet will get posted on the lockdown wolves feed on all audio platforms. Be sure to subscribe to the lockdown sports, Minnesota YouTube page, subscribe and follow lockdown wolves on all audio platforms and YouTube. And uh, that's all we'll have for you tonight. We'll be live again, Friday night following wolves, Grizzlies, Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.